Hey everybody, we now have a date for our Kickstarter launch. Go ahead and mark your calendars for January 24th, 2016. 10 a.m. Arizona time. It's like 8 Eastern Standard or something. Anyway, the important thing is what you guys will be getting out of the project. Um, in addition to improved audio quality, video production, and the like, you can also steer the course of the show. Um, you can be on the show, you can recommend games, you get some pretty cool swag as well. So, again, remember, January 24th. To stay tuned for updates, follow us on our Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash cards and shit, or just search at cards and shit. In fact, on any of your favorite social media platforms, Instagram, uh, Facebook, if you haven't liked us already, do that. And we're even on Periscope. So that's a thing. Anyway, January 24th. Stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> Cards and shit, episode 67. Tiny Epic Galaxies. I'm Andrew. I'm Adrian. I'm John. And I'm Dan. And we are Cards and Shits. Woohoo! Yeah. How's it going? Did you enjoy your Christmas? Yes, because that's totally a thing that has already happened. <laughs> I played so many games with you, specifically. That's a thing. That is a thing. I really hope the world ends on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are playing Tiny Epic Galaxies, uh, published by... Well, uh, no, no, that's your thing. Could you not? I put it, uh, but it's the third game in the Tiny Epic series. That's true. And we've done the other two. So it just makes sense. Third of four this. now. There's going to be a fourth, which I'm super excited about. But that's not about the. This show is not about that game. I mean, it will be. Though it I'm will sure be we'll do that game. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> he's local. He is local. He is local. The publisher's local. But we'll get into that, Adrian. Yeah. You got some lines for us? Just one. Sweet. Tiny Epic Galaxies currently ranked number four hundred and forty on Board Game Geek with an average user rating of 7.40. In all strategy games, it is ranked number 271. Uh, this one's designed by Scott Elms, with art by Benjamin Shulman and William Bricker, published by Gameland Games. What's up, Michael? Uh, for one to five players, plays in 30 minutes for ages 14 and up. So in Tiny Epic Galaxies, we are explorers. Explorers? Hey, it's points. It's points, yeah. You win the game by getting points. Uh, 21 points, I believe? 21 points triggers game. This reminds, yep. this reminds me of games with somebody. <laughs> I'm not sure who. I'm not either. In Tiny Epic Galaxies, we are working to expand our Galaxian Empire. Galaxian? That, I don't know. Galactic? Galactic? Galactic. Galaxian sounds like a race of aliens. I have the 80s on the brain. The way that we expand our... I think it was still galactic <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> Galaxic? Galactica. That's Galactica? never been a word. That was, a game. It was a game by Midway. It was a Galaxian. You're thinking Gal Galaxian? Gal Gal no, Galaxian. I'm looking this up now. And we Adrian, Adrian, do rules. No. Can I just start this over again? No, I'm looking this up. We're just going to cut this. Galaxian game. Are you going to cut it? All gonna suck. No. Galaxian. You're just not getting cut. You guys suck. Gala okay, right here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yes. this is it's happening now. Suck. Galaxian was a game by Midway and Nabco, published in North America in December 1979. <laughs> you guys, I'm right. Still not Shut the, up the 80s. 80s. <laughs> I, it was close enough. <laughs> no, it was not. That was nine years before the 80s began. 79 is one. I thought you said 71. No, 79. Okay, still, still two years. <laughs> but you know what? Obviously, it wasn't that good of a game. None of us have heard about it. 
What was the other one top down? Space Invaders. It was like a Space Invaders. Space Invaders? No, no, no. It was like a Space Invaders. Galaga. It's That's like Galaga. Galaga. It's like oh, Galaga, but it's not. In Tiny Epic Galaxies, we are working to expand our galactic empire. The way that we do that is by rolling dice, sending our ships out to planets, either on their surface or on their orbit, colonizing them, and using those planets' abilities for cantrips and fun stuff. The main crux of this game is a dice activation system. We have a set number of dice here, I believe it's seven in total. On your turn, you'll be rolling a set number of dice as indicated by your galaxy level. After you roll those dice, you then activate them. When you activate those dice, anybody can follow that action by spending a culture. So let's get into what the actual dies do. Um, we have the ability to move our ship. We have the ability to advance economy and diplomacy. We have the ability to acquire culture and energy. And we have the ability to utilize the action of one of our colonies. The difference between moving a ship to a surface of a planet and to the orbit of a planet is a, moving to a surface of a planet allows you to use that planet's ability. And moving it into orbit allows you to claim it for victory points. In orbit, we have diplomacy and we have economy. When they hit the end of the track, that planet is then yours. It goes into your galaxy, you score the appropriate number of victory points in the blue little black hole circle there, and all ships and such on that planet card then go back to their respective owner. In the orbits, you can see there's economy symbols and diplomacy symbols. You use those symbols to advance those orbits. Of course. Yeah. Moving onto the surface of planets will grant you the planet's ability, but it will also grant you the ability to harvest resources, either energy or culture. You can then spend the appropriate dice, energy, or culture to then trigger all of your ships on planets of that type and get that amount of resources. The other action that you can do is you can use the colony. You use this action to use the ability of a planet you've already claimed, or you could also use that action to upgrade your empire. And the way that you upgrade your empire is spending the appropriate number of energy and culture as indicated by your empire track. You forgot one very, very, very important part of the game. It's the converter. The converter. Oh, yes, the converter. I always forget about the converter. The converter or the converter? The converter. The converter allows you to take two dice results and turn them into one. They do that, not have to be the same dice result. They do not have to be the same dice result. No. That new dice result, though, is the result that other people can follow. Yeah. As we are rolling these dice and following other people's actions, the game will end when one person hits 21 victory points. That will trigger end round. Everybody will get an equal number of turns. And that's really about it. Yeah, continue doing that, as I have no ability to copy you and don't care what you do. Does anybody have any culture? I, no. no cool, no, I'm just going to take my turn then. <laughs> Insert Dragon Ball Z reference here. I will ride some lightning. And then some more. Wait, you don't like the chat? Mm -hmm. Uh, two closer. He's French Canadian, no, for uh, No? I have a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> I can sing Backstreet Boys. Please don't. Uh, what? No! Go Dan! Legend of the Rent is way hardcore. I'm pretending like I know what the reference is. I'm pretty sure you're the only one at the table who doesn't yeah. know where it's from. Grump? What's that? Grump? No. John, you want to film them? Nope. Okay. Tenacious D? You're very close. 
pick of destiny. Okay. Farther away. That is still tenacious Kyle D. <laughs> Jack Black. Yeah. School of Rock. There you go. Hey, nailed it. <laughs> First try. <laughs> and we're back. We are. I win. I came in second. No, I came in second. No, you were in last. You were dead last. last. Yeah, no, I was dead last. Andrew forgets how to count. I did. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about it. Points. Okay, so first things first. This has a problem. Um, it has a few. It has a few uh, problems. Dan is, is a great uh, advocate against the deck builder. But Dan can orate his own points. Sort of a thing. So yes, yes Dan, go ahead and start us off with that. So I had a lot of grievances with this game, not the least of which being the fact that it manages to be a deck builder without being a deck builder, which is... Kind of a feat. A feat and insulting. The point is, is that it uses a deck builder mechanic in that it has random cards that appear in the middle of the table and which ones will be out when it is your turn to actually interact with them. You have very little control over. The game tries to mitigate this by having a culture mechanic, but then makes culture so impossible to get and certainly impossible to maintain that maybe only two or three times during the game are you likely to use the culture to actually interact outside of your turn. Uh, there's also the dice mechanic. So if a game has zero elements of random, it runs the risk of being like chess. And the, at the end of the day, it's not really a game. It's a system. Chess, go, checkers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you should mitigate the random. And when you start layering random on top of random, the game either needs to be so short that no one cares that it has no depth, or you've just made a bad game. Yeah. So um, the other side of what you're talking about is something like zombie dice. Right. It's so random. It's just dice. Exactly. But... It, Last five minutes, ten minutes, if it takes a long time, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, or roll for it, which lasts a little bit longer, but no one cares because yeah. you're just rolling dice and trying to get sets based on cards in the middle of the table. Yeah. Um, you can, like, try and predict on probabilities, but at the end of the day, it's dice. Yeah. You know? Um, Your and, probability is one in six. Yes. <laughs> for each dice, individually. Yes. Unrelated to one another, contrary to what people like to think. Yes. And in this case, you have the dice mechanic that's random. You have what's available that's random. You have your opponent's dice rolls being random, also affecting your own randomness, because one you can spend culture to interact with the table is going to be directly related to what your opponent puts on the card, which is going to be affected by his dice roll. So now not only am I affected by the random of the cards that are out, and the random of my own dice rolls, I'm now affected by my opponent's random dice rolls. Yep. So this is random on random on random with a... It has a built-in tool to try and mitigate it. It makes the attempt. So would, Adrian won. Did he? I don't know. Not actually sure. <laughs> so there is the, the culture mechanic that is, that is the mitigation mechanic. That is the mitigation Flat mechanic. Flat out, hands down. That is, no, that is the attempted at mitigation mechanic. I would argue that it's a very good mitigation mechanic. And you're allowed to be wrong. And I understand that. My, my reasoning is because there are... <sighs> the planets that produce culture and energy are split down the center. There are slightly more planets with abilities that will interact with culture. Mm-hmm. And give you culture. So, Dan, this was your first playthrough. I had culture twice in the entire game. That this fair one that I started the game with. The other I happened upon. Now, I mean, you could have gone for culture. I could have tried a little bit harder, but I shouldn't have to try that hard for the thing that says on this box, no downtime. Yeah. I also had culture on several occasions that I never got to use because before it got back to me, it was stolen from me with me having no way to stop that from happening. Yeah, sorry about that, Dan. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Which, I no. mean, on its own as a mechanic, that's not a bad mechanic. Right. But I'm not when you make culture that hard to get. That. 
I have never had a problem with running into culture being that hard to get. Dan, this was your first playthrough, so I can understand your anger. Adrian, you've played this for quite a bit. Yep. I've seen this problem occur multiple times. Okay. Um, particularly at the four-player level. Okay. Um, I don't know why. But Probably because the gap between your turn and your opponent's Well, there turn. is. I mean, it feels like more of an impact, but literally I had more culture in fewer player games. That's prob probably the thing. So it, it, it's both, um, which is weird because you put fewer planets out the fewer players that you have, so I don't really know how that works. I suspect out. it may also be that in between your turn there are less people to spend culture on, so you're spending it less yeah. on the, in, in the end. Well, even, even just the actual game. How the hell do you play this one player? There's uh, it's, got solo, yeah, it's got solo variants that we're going to touch on at the end. Real quick, just because you mentioned player count, recommended player count through Board Game Geek is three players. For a five-player game. For an up to five-player game. I believe that the five fifth player, player was added in via Kickstarter search goal. It was. So let's get away from the culture here real quick. Let's get on... For we are uncultured swine. <laughs> it's true. You do look like a dock worker America, yeah. I do look like a dock worker tonight. So let's talk about the dice. Uh, the dice are... For some reason, are getting a ridiculous amount of praise, but I think that's because the overall package, design-wise, is very, very good, and dice is something chunky that people like to play with. So when you look at the assets for this game, the art, the cards, the dice, the overall production, it's very, very good, which I expect at this point from Game Boy. And notice that I did not complain about that element. No, you didn't. No, you were really, you I, really enjoyed the art. I, I actually will give, will give it a lot of praise because it's very hard to take something like planets, which tend to all look the same after a little while and make it not feel like stale art. Including the cleverness of the little bars on the card, so when you stack them under your uh, your, your uh, player galaxy, yeah. they all connect. And It's just a little thing that doesn't actually affect the gameplay, but it's cute and I enjoyed it. They look good and it's designed aesthetically well. Every part of the box is being used, even inside of the lid. Yeah. It's got a little art. It's supposed to be used as a dice tray. Don't use it as a dice tray. You can't read the dice. <laughs> <laughs> So quality on the components is, is very nice. In my opinion, it's the best in the, in the Tiny Epic series so far. As far as production quality, I would agree. Maybe not the best game, but that's we'll, again, touch on that at the end. What I do want to touch on, however, though, is since they are using on every part of the card, or every part of the box there, on the back side of your player card is the solo variants in the Rogue Galaxies. The way that those work basically is really mean, super aggressive dummy player. Um, they can steal resources from you, um, move your ships, and do a whole bunch of things. And they can even follow some of your actions depending on what the difficulty level of the galaxy that you're playing against. Will Wheaton of Tabletop had actually just played a solo version of this game and posted on Twitter and was like, Oh, hey, it's super great. Can't wait to play with other people. The solo version in this game is the best solo version I've played in any game ever. Yeah, I haven't played the solo version yet. I can't, of course comments on the culture issues, because I personally have never had those issues. However, the solo version of the game on each difficulty level is exceptionally tight, the rules make sense, it's intuitive, as it would be as if you're playing with another person. One more thing before we wrap up, I want to talk about the size... It's tiny. Of the game. It's tiny! Tiny epic, right? It's too small. What do you mean? I think it's too small. The, the, there's too much on a board that moves along a track. Right? And then the stuff just doesn't seem to fit. It, everything, the components seem to overlap a bit. A little. Not, I want not the, unbearably so, though. Not unbearably, no, but I want the player boards to be just like 10% bigger. Hmm. I don't have an issue with the player board. When you have multiple players um, in orbit around a planet, that is sometimes a little finicky. That uh -huh. happened to John and I literally every time I tried to take a planet. Yep. Um, really? Because I feel as every time I try to get planned. I mean, 
Because I tried, you got it. It's really That's just how a, it happened. It's every really time. just a matter of perspective. Potato <laughs> carrot. It's really just a matter of perspective. I mean, um, both roots. <laughs> but that that I do agree with. But it still matches the tiny epic formula. Mm-hmm. And I will say this for Gamelin when it comes to their tiny epic games, unlike a few other companies. His rebranding of the tiny epic thing, they are different games each time. They are, yes. It's not just a reskin of the same game to reach into my pocket for money he already got. I wonder what company you could possibly be talking about. Uh, it could be a company named after a guy who's named after a music band. Could be. Could be. Could be. Um, Steve Jackson games. Yeah, no, it's totally Steve Jackson. And to some extent, AEG with the love letter thing. Yeah, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. Um, licensing issues. Yeah, well, we don't need to get into that. So what we do need to get into is the rating. For me, it's a bring and a recommend. So just a recommend. I'm a firm pass. Think I'm out of play? I'm out of pass. Adrian, you've changed your... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Any particular reason as to why you would change from a pass to a play? I think, uh... Traitor. Well, I mean, there's that. I am a turncoat. British are coming. Um, Is the art the art won him over? No, the art's good, but in thinking about it, I, I feel that four is just... This is the same issue that I had with... Um, the hell was it that we played? Brewmasters, where the player count is, make, is making the game more of a problem. And at three, I've had a better time, so I'll, I'll give it a play because of that. How is it at five? <laughs> I've put. See, I didn't. Again, I didn't have a problem with with five people. I played in a Maricopa Con with. A you few like people. every game we play and try to defend every game we play. No, they're not all not good. Not true. Because I hate some games. Carl, with living passion. I've played this with five people multiple times in a row at Maricopa Con. Well, this last year, we didn't have a problem. All of us fell into a rhythm, and we knew what was happening, and we knew how to build off of other people. Again, I know that doesn't really help anything here, but. I haven't had a bad experience with this game. That's fine. Right. But that doesn't necessarily change You mean it's a good, good game, and I, I agree, and I totally understand that. So we have a pass, we have a recommend, we have a play, and we have a pass. Well, you're a bring. I'm a bring. Well, recommend, yeah, bring. They couldn't see who he was pointing to. This is true. You could have let that one slide. We could have, we could have left him alone on that That's one. That's fine. Galaxian's coming in there anyway. I'm Adrian. I'm Andrew. I'm John. I'm Dan. We're Cards and Shit. Thank you very much. See you next time. See you next time. This episode of Cards and Shit was produced by Adrian Maybe and Andrew Spindler. All music and sound effects used in this episode are used under the Creative Commons license and are property of their respective creators. If you like our show, please check out our website at cardsandchit.com or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cardsandchit. For episode suggestions, questions, comments, or just about anything else, send us an email to cardsandchit at gmail.com. Until next time.